Thank you for listening to Mentally Obsessed. I'm your host, Reese, and today I have a very special guest, Tyler Gray, best known for his role as Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels. Before we start the episode, I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the Let's Talk Blackpink episode. If you're interested in pledging your support to the Mentally Obsessed podcast, you can now do so by heading over to Patreon dot com forward slash mentally obsess that's mentally obsess you can pledge your support by either five dollars a month ten dollars a month or fifty dollars a month for more information please don't forget to head over to the patreon official website patreon.com forward slash mentally obsessed Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you on here. For sure. Thank you for having me. I'm Taylor Gray. Uh, I voiced Ezra Bridger on the uh, Lucasfilm animated show Star Wars Rebels. That's so cool. What's it like to be involved with the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into. And you, you realize that as you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And in Chicago, there were thousands and thousands of people from all over the world who shared this one thing in common, which was a love for Star Wars. So at every turn, you had something in common with somebody. And that was an amazing thing. And to see the reach that the show had is, is, is brilliant. It's, it, we're so fortunate to be a part of it. And I'm uh, eternally grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Do you, do we have Star Wars Celebration um, here. I think, I think you have it in like London. And I think that you went to one in Cardiff, didn't you, once? Yes, yes. Um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I will bring it to Birmingham. Because that's where that's like close to me. Oh, I, I was actually supposed to go to Birmingham, I believe, last year, but uh, travel plan, something changed with work. But I think I am going to go to that. Um, there's another one this year, right? Yeah, there is. Uh, you've got MCM, which is happening again in November. Yes, I think the hope is for that to happen. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I am going to that one, so I will see you there. Amazing. Uh, so do you still remember most of your lines now? Do I remember the lines now? Um, no, that's a tough one. There's, there were a, um, there were a handful of lines over the course of the uh, seasons that. Well, it's funny because I'll be at conventions and you'll be signing and meeting people, and often people would like a, a line written down with the signature, which is I always think so cool. But I have a hard time remembering some of them. But it's amazing because. Um, many fans have sentiments from the show and their favorite bits and parts, and they'll remind me of lines. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I said that one. But, <laughs> of course, the, the line I remember the mo- most is, may the force be with you always. That, yeah. that obviously um, is emblazoned on my mind and left a pretty indelible mark. But uh, it was such a great show, and I, I wish I could remember more of the lines. Yeah, that's one we'll all remember. May the force be with you always, of course. I've watched the show a couple of times, and even I can't remember any lines. Yeah, um, there's so many. And, and there's so many, like, as soon as one moment leaves a mark on you, 
next thing another one will come and you're like you forget about the last one and it, it's it was always good about topping itself each season got even better than the last mm-hmm. so what's similar between you and Ezra the similarities between Ezra and I um I would say a good amount I mean growing up uh I would like to say I was pretty cavalier I, I was very independent I like to do things on my own and um, I like to push the boundaries and I believed that sometimes I could do more than I I possibly could. Um, And that's a trait that Ezra definitely has. And something that Dave Filoni had said at the beginning of the show was um, that he was like, just go with your natural instincts. He's like, you are Ezra and you need to just embody that entirely and, and go with that instinct. And we'll, tweak it from there but everyone on the show i think has a lot in common with their character and that was something that was special about the cast because when you got everyone together in the booth um everyone the best qualities in everyone came out and that's kind of what came through in our characters and made the show work really well i thought mm-hmm. well from my point of view you sound exactly like him just <laughs> well not, not a lot but but you do sound like him and th- that kind of kind of distinguishes you like together. So that sounds pretty amazing. So what's, what's different between yourself and Ezra then? Um, the differences are that one, as much as I like to hope I was growing up as a kid, I had no special abilities like a Jedi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I could not um, convince people without, um, trying to charm and even then would not work the way Ezra was so innately um I guess I would say powerful but also um I had a very strong family unit growing up which Ezra had as well but then that was taken away from him and I definitely didn't have that sort of circumstance I'm still very close with my family and Mm -hmm. they're very supportive of of um everything that I do which is amazing and it's something I'm also so grateful for but the hardship that Ezra went through that is a little different but naturally in television and in film drama is where we all lean towards and, and that's something that we see um, in most entertainment so of course those stories would come along and I've I've gotten more used to playing stories like that but I would say that that would be a major difference between Ezra and I were the the hardships that he went through were on a much greater scale than myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you did you ever do like acting uh, in school or anything like that, or did you just go straight into voice acting? Yeah, I actually um, was a. I, I started acting when I was about twelve or thirteen, and I was in multiple schools, and I was in enrolled in some acting programs, and then when I was fifteen or sixteen, I had my own Nickelodeon show, so that was live action. Um, and that went for a few years. And so uh, I played a character called Bucket on, it was called Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventures. And I did mm-hmm. that. And then I'd done a handful of films um, and a couple other TV shows here stateside. And then the first like international project that, that was like obviously Nickelodeon's international, but that was like widely international would have been this Star Wars show. And it was mm-hmm. actually the very first time I'd ever done anything for voiceover I'd I'd never done voiceover before everything was um on camera and all my training as well was on camera so I remember uh my agent sent me the script and was like hey do this like you would do a tape because actors we we send in tapes all the time for jobs Mm -hmm. where 
we'll film ourselves doing a scene with a scene partner and then we'll send it into the casting director. And my agent said, Hey, do this tape, but rather than read with anyone, just go in your closet and don't film yourself. Just do an audio record. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't even know what that means. And so I sent it in and I didn't hear anything for a while. And I figured, Oh yeah, I don't know what I was doing anyways. And then I got a call like a month later, which was a long waiting time for a project. Normally you hear pretty quickly. And they said, Hey, we want you to go in and meet with um, Dave Filoni and the producers at Disney. And this goes to show how much I knew. I didn't even know that it was star Wars. I went in and met with them and I was like, Hey guys, I don't really know what I'm doing because I'm used to doing like on camera, but Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of do that the way I normally would. So I approach it the same way I would approach a normal scene. And a week later, I got a call and they were like, hey, this is Star Wars and we'd love to have you on board. And I, I remember I was freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea this was Star Wars. If someone would have told me, I probably would have gotten too nervous myself. But it was it was really fun. And the whole first season was such a learning process because, like I said, I'd never done um, anything that was voiceover for. So luckily being in there with there were a lot of other on-screen actors who were on the show, which helped a bunch because they knew the same language I did. But then also like Steve Bloom and Vanessa Marshall are, are legends in, in the voiceover community and, and yeah. so talented. So it was, I felt like just a sponge every day. I would just keep my ears open and watch and, and take from them. And <clears throat> they were amazing to work with. And, and by the end of the show, I'd say we had a pretty good role and, and I've gotten to do a couple voiceover things since, and it's been amazing. Did they ever find out that you recorded it in your closet without, like, a professional microphone? Um, they didn't know that I um, recorded the first audition that way. I don't believe, but maybe they did, because I think a lot of people probably send their, their thing in with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you could join Sith, would you? Um, yeah, if I could join the Sith, would I? Yeah. Um, that's funny. I mean, I, I think naturally I would follow the light side. I would probably take a similar journey to Ezra, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, but I might go even a bit further into the Sith. I believe you should also know thy enemy. It's, it's almost like the Abraham Lincoln adage of, of don't surround yourself with the people who agree with you, but surround yourself with the people who disagree with you. I, I would probably try and infiltrate the Sith and understand where they're coming from. So that way I could do a better job of handling how to defeat them, I guess. Um, So I would, I would definitely be curious the way Ezra was the way towards the end of season two, he followed um, Maul a bit down into the rabbit hole. Uh, I, I think I would take a similar approach, but at the end of the day, I don't think I would fully join the Sith. Yeah, with Ezra, everyone pretty much thought he was going to turn to the dark side, to be honest. We was all like, oh my God, is he, is he going to turn or not? Yeah, that seemed like a, a real possibility. Mm-hmm. It did, it did. So how long uh, does it normally take to record your lines? Um, it normally takes well, like six hours for a session. So the way the process would be like, we do one session and it'll be six hours and then they will send it off to be animated and it'll go through its own process of getting animated. And then it'll come back and we'll do one more session called pickups and mm-hmm. pickups are essentially say, say when they animated it and we're in the middle of like a battle 
the the shots being fired are a little louder than we thought. And when we did the lines, we only gave it like a four on volume. And they realized, oh, you know what? We need you to do that at an eight. So then we'll go back in and it'll already be animated this time. Because the first time we do it, it's not animated. And the second time when we come in, it'll be fully animated and we'll match what we did. So most often there's two sessions for an episode. And the first one takes about six hours. And then pickups are usually like less than half an hour. Um, So, you know, when it's animated, does that help you? act even better or are you still the same um it's still very similar it's it's a i find it a bit more difficult because i'm never used to seeing what i'm doing normally it's just in the moment so like i'm working off the other actors and and uh kind of working with the energy that is in the room but then when something's animated it almost is like a final product and it's it's like when you do adr work you you have to manifest and produce that more artificially i mean you're always doing some process of that but you do it even more artificially because you can see on screen what's going on and the most difficult one is when they um they you're matching the mouth so like say they wanted a new line rather than what they had initially and they animated the new line it sometimes can be difficult because you have to then match your mouth like say the lines coming out of their mouth which is always a bit tricky <laughs> it does it sounds really hard yeah if you could would you re- voice Ezra again oh of course I, I mean we created this character from from nothing and, and that's part of the beauty of, of this show as well is I've never been able to play a character over I mean almost a hundred episodes the development of, of his story has been amazing and, and I, he's such a part of me and I feel so close to it that um, any chance to uh, continue Ezra Ezra's story and journey. I would be more than um, excited to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what other roles would you lo- love to get into? Um, what other roles would I like to get into? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to play a soldier, something in um, in a war, and and not because I endorse war or, or violence or anything, but yeah. the. Uh, some of the war movies that have been made in the past, like a Saving Private Ryan or Black Hawk Down, the stakes are so high, but it's it's so real. And you're exploring a different part of psyche that I don't know what else is even like it. And so I think a, a character like that would be incredibly fun to play. And they all I mean, that's one of the old uh, sayings in acting school is like every young boy wants to play a soldier and girl wants to play a soldier mm-hmm. um, as a role because it'd be so fun. But I always said when I was younger, I wanted to play a um, like sports star because I wanted to be um, like a professional athlete growing up. And then I realized uh, my body might not match that of a professional athlete. So um, went into acting, but I was able to do a basketball film with Kevin Durant um, about four, excuse me, about four years ago and that was um pretty fun to fulfill that that uh dream mm-hmm. have you seen the film journey's end it's on netflix i don't know if it's on the u.s version of netflix journey's end no that sounds like a cool thing that i'll have to write down though it is it's a really good film it stars isa butterfield and some other actors and um and it's just about the trenches in the first world war it's a it's a really good film Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Thank you. Could you perform a line from Star Wars Rebels as Ezra? Sure. Um, 
I mean, the classic and the one that I think is one of his taglines is Spectre 6 to Ghost. Reporting Spectre 6 to Ghost. Ezra Bridger coming in. What's it like to work with the other cast members? Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, we, we have such a fantastic um, cast on, on Rebels. And everyone who comes in, even for an episode, has been amazing. And, and there's such a great camaraderie uh, within the cast. And the fact that we all record together in the studio, the, the energy is amazing. And I, I've been so fortunate to be a part of it. And the, I can easily say that they've all become family and, and lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Last question. Where can people find you on social media? Um, on social media, I can be found at, um, it's at Taylor Gray three on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's at I am Taylor Gray. Fantastic. Um, so before we go, I just wanted to touch on mental health because this podcast is also about mental health as well. Amazing. So I just wanted to, just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about mental health. Is that okay? Uh, of course. My mom is actually a psychologist. So I've grown up um, uh, with mental health being discussed at uh, every dinner that we've ever been at. And my family would do um, like family meetings and we would talk about a lot of these issues. And a lot of people that my mom worked with and helped um, were friends of mine. And we would hang out and and kind of talk about a lot of these uh, issues dealing with mental health. And as it's become even more of a talking point today and, and a much bigger issue that people are, are speaking out about now, which is amazing. Um, and it's, it's shedding light on it. Uh, it's been really cool to have my mom there to talk about a lot of these things with. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad that it was, it was a talking point. Cause like you said, it's now getting more talked about and more important, especially here in the UK where the, the government are discussing, um, they're discussing more mental health like services. Armunda, um, a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist and psychologist as well. Um, I was admitted into a mental hospital um, in 2017. Um, my suicide, like trying to commit suicide, like got. I tried so many times that I was quite worried for my safety, so they put me in this mental hospital for two weeks. So. Oh, that was boy. kind of what happened. Yeah. Well, are you, are you feeling a lot better now? I am. I am. I'm oh, trying to. I'm trying to spread awareness to other people and let them know that they can speak, they can come forward, they don't have to bottle it up. That's all and, I'm saying. And that's such a. Uh, that's amazing of you, and thank you for for doing that and and spreading the word because that's one of the biggest issues is when people feel alone and and they feel like they can't speak out about this or they feel like it's a weakness when it's something that everyone deals with just that on a varying degree that's why it's a spectrum that everyone is on it whether very high or very low it exists within all of us and and to be familiar with that and be able to speak on it is is a really big thing and it's it can be liberating and freeing to know oh a lot of people are dealing with this and there are many ways to deal with it and it's not me alone in this in this bubble which i think at times we can all get into and i know i've seen and and uh, encountered within myself, like, um, anxiety and, and not knowing what that was because I hadn't spoken about it before was nerve wracking. And then as soon as you get it out for the first time, it, it frees you a bit. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. I I found that with myself that it's, uh, like you said, freed me. I'll feel so much better. I feel like I'm able to talk to people and 
that a lot of this is where I am today. That's amazing. So that's pretty much everything with all the questions and what we've discussed today. So thank you very much, Taylor, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Reese, and, and thank you again for doing what you do and, and keeping the message very positive. And thank you for supporting the show and watching Rebels, and I hope you enjoyed uh, all of it. I am back. Hi, I'm Patty Matson, the voice behind Sylvanas Windrunner from the Warcraft universe. Tune in and join us on November 25th at 5 p.m. GMT. Dark Lady, watch over you.